Good afternoon and welcome back to another episode of Trevor Talks here on the Ram Radio at Angelo State University. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, So I mentioned in the episode, uh, two episodes ago, so last week, uh, I was talking about my winter break and all the interesting stuff that happened over the course of the nine weeks that we did not have class here. Um, And one of the things I mentioned was taking a quick trip over to Phoenix, Arizona. Um, But I didn't get to really go into detail about that because I felt that there's enough uh, substance to the Phoenix trip that I could make an entire episode out of it. So that's what we're going to do today. I've got all the info about everything that happened. So I went to Phoenix. It was a few weeks ago already, uh, back on January 13th. Uh, So it was a Wednesday, and it was going to be a little kind of like extended weekend trip. I had a uh, postcard enthusiast gathering to be at on the Saturday. So I was like, I'll get in there Wednesday night, hang out with my friends who live in Phoenix on Thursday and Friday, Saturday morning, head over to the postcard enthusiast gathering, and then head over to the airport and fly home and get back home Saturday evening. Um, And so that was the plan and more on that later. Um, But yeah, so Wednesday, I left Houston and I like to fly a lot, so rather than taking a direct flight straight over to uh, Phoenix, I went ahead and took a flight that had a layover in Denver, uh, Denver, Colorado, of course, and it was only like $3 extra to, to fly out of the way like that, so totally worth it, uh, and the Denver airport is really nice, and so going there was cool because they've actually recently been doing a lot of renovations in uh, some of the concourses. And so I got to check out some of the renovations that had, they had done because I had about a, an hour and a half of layover. And one of the most interesting things about these renovations they've been doing, so they've kind of moved around the TSA checkpoints a little bit uh, to make it more convenient to go through them and all that. And then after you get through them, the hallways are wider and the ceilings are taller uh, and there's more natural light coming in. And then in addition to that, there's a bunch of seating areas so that when you are waiting for your flight, you can find an IC and sit there. They've got seats with power outlets and like little desks and stuff. So you can get your homework done or other work, I guess. Um, I've had to do some homework during uh, an extended amount of time in, in an airport before. So I appreciate that. But another really cool thing that they're adding are these outdoor decks. And so previously, some airports have had these outdoor decks, uh, typically only in uh, lounges. So airlines that operate lounges for their customers traveling in premium cabins on international flights. And if you're a member of some credit cards, you might have access to some lounges, etc. And so some of them have these outdoor area decks kind of things where you can like sit outside and look at the planes and all that. Um, which is very fun for people who like to fly a lot, of course, but these decks in Denver are actually open to anyone. Anyone can go out there on the deck and sit. Uh, they've got some patio furniture and stuff. 
And uh, one thing I thought was really interesting that they chose to include was a fireplace. So they have little fireplaces out there, kind of like what you might see at a, a patio at a restaurant of some sort. And, um, it, you know, it's just it's not something you would expect to see at an airport uh, when you walk outside a fireplace. Uh, so that was really cool, though. I liked seeing that. And the Denver airport is just really nice on the inside anyway. They have all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and some of the concourses, they have some old planes, like, hanging from the ceiling so that you can look at those. And they've also got uh, mailboxes, actually, in every concourse. So if you want to mail postcards from Denver while you're there, you can do that. Um which is, and that's becoming kind of an increasingly rare uh, thing to have in airports. I know uh, O'Hare Airport up in Chicago uh, actually removed all of the mail slots in their airport. So you can't mail stuff from the airport anymore. Uh, but as a postcard enthusiast, I certainly appreciate that. And I mailed a few postcards from Denver while I was there. Um, and then, you know, the other cool thing about Denver uh, Airport, of course, is the conspiracy theories. Uh, so if you ever have free time and uh, you're not using your free time to listen to my radio show, uh, you can go ahead and look up some of the interesting conspiracy theories about the Denver, Air, uh, Denver Airport uh, that are all over the internet, and I'm sure that that will keep you entertained for a substantial amount of time. Uh, so then, yeah, it was time to get on my flight down to Phoenix. It was really cool. Uh, it was a nice flight and I got into Phoenix and as soon as we had, we had like parked at the gate and, uh, of course now you have to, um, like exit the plane in an orderly fashion before the cold coronavirus happened. Uh, it was kind of like a free for all and people would just jump up and, and start, you know, running for the door <laughs> Uh, some people still do that, but you're supposed to exit by rows and stuff. So I'm sitting there waiting for the flight attendants to call my rows so I can get off the plane. And I have never seen this many golf bags getting unloaded from the plane. And there were so many of them. They were just pulling these golf bags off the plane with all the suitcases and whatnot. Um, and it turned out there was some golf tournament going on there in Phoenix this week. So a bunch of people were flying in for that. Um, but I just, I thought it was interesting because I fly a fair amount and you don't see that all the time. Um, so yeah, that evening I went over to my hotel. I got checked in and stuff. I took care of a little bit of homework for my business law class that I was taking over the winter mini semester. And then I was like, okay, it's time for dinner. I need to order some food. And I opened up DoorDash and I saw that the Mr. Beast burger was available for purchase. So I ordered some Mr. Beast burger food. I got a burger and all that. Um, and that was an interesting experience because obviously like I had seen Mr. Beast burger on his YouTube channel and, and seen all the stuff he had been doing and uh, I wasn't really familiar with the exact process he was using to uh, do Mr. Beast Burger pop-up shops around uh, the country, but apparently they kind of just contracted out with other 
um, restaurants. And so they have the restaurants just cook the food to the specifications of Mr. Beast. And uh, then it's it's like DoorDash only. So you can't actually go into a restaurant and order it. But if you order it from the restaurant, they will cook it and have it delivered to you. Uh, so, I mean, it was, it was a decent burger. Um, I probably wouldn't purchase it again. It wasn't great, but, uh, you know, it was, it was cool to do it for the meme to eat the Mr. Beast burger. Uh, so the next day it's Thursday. I got up, I had to get some more homework done for the business law class. So I spent some time doing that. Uh, and then it was time to hang out with one of my friends who lives in Phoenix. Uh, her name's Becca. I can mention my friends on the radio. Um, but yeah, so she's in Phoenix and going to college there. And she had seen this TikTok trend where it was like, meet up with your friend and you like play rock, paper, scissors to choose where you're going to go. And so first you go somewhere for appetizers and then you go somewhere for like a main meal and then you go somewhere else for dessert. And uh, so she was asking me for some suggestions about where we should go and to do this little TikTok trend. And uh, the night before, when I was ordering Mr. Beast Burger on DoorDash, I had seen a really interesting um, place that came up. It was called, it was like something mac and cheese. It was like just mac and cheese or something. And I'm a big fan of mac and cheese. So I thought that that might be a good uh, appetizer. Uh, So I won the rock, paper, scissors contest. And we were like, okay, so we're going to go to this mac and cheese place. So we looked it up and we found it. We drove over there. Um, and it turns out it was a commercial kitchen. Uh, so for those of you who aren't familiar with the commercial kitchen, uh, kind of process is it's essentially, you can rent space in a building that is just all kitchen, uh, to cook your food so that you can run a, like a delivery only, uh, food restaurant, uh, so that instead of having an actual restaurant building and a bunch of employees and then doing food on that and having several delivery drivers waiting outside your restaurant for the the food orders to be cooked and all that and picked up. You can just do it at the separate location uh, so it doesn't like clog up your regular operations. And it turns out that this mac and cheese place was only a delivery only place. So we got in there and uh, we were like, okay, we're, we're already here. We may as well try to order it or something. Uh, and it turns out that the mac and cheese place actually wasn't even there at all. And, uh, so even though the address on DoorDash said it was there, we didn't know where it was, but luckily this commercial kitchen, uh, had the ability for people to order food to go, uh, straight from the kitchen while they were there. So they have like this little lobby area kind of thing. And it was actually really cool. We could take some cool Instagram pictures in there because they have the walls painted up nicely and they've got like cacti painted on the walls and a lot of cool little decorations that kind of fit the desert Phoenix, Arizona theme. Like if you, if you say Arizona, you know, that image that you get in your mind when you think of what Arizona looks like and it's all a desert with some cactus and stuff like that's what this little room looked like. Uh, so we kind of looked through the stuff that they had for appetizers and everything. And we ended up deciding to get these like loaded baked potato French fries. 
so that was definitely a culinary masterpiece. These waffle cut French fries with all the um, all the stuff on them that you would put on a baked potato. Uh, so that was really cool. And uh, so then it was time to go get the main meal. And we ended up at this, uh, this one restaurant, and I already forgot what it's called, uh, but it was really cool. And so we sat down, and we were looking at the menu and stuff, and uh, there's this, th- this crazy burger was on there. I wish I remembered what the burger was called, um, but it's, it's a normal burger, except the buns are grilled cheese sandwiches. And so we, we, we decided we would just split this burger because it's insanely huge and I couldn't even eat it by myself. Uh, and so it comes out and this thing is massive and the buns really are like an entire grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, so that was really awesome. And uh, for the next part, so she won the next rock, paper, scissors uh, competition and decided we were going to go to uh, this ice cream place. I think it's called like scoopables or something. I don't even, I forgot. I'm a mess. Um, but it's like a, it's an ice cream place with cookies. And so you choose what kind of cookie you want and then you choose what kind of ice cream you want and they make you a little ice cream sandwich right there. Uh, and it was really awesome, actually. I thought it was a great idea the way they had this kind of set up and everything. And it was insanely cheap, too. It was like $3.50 for an ice cream sandwich. Um, and I know you may be thinking, you know, that that's expensive because you can get them at HEB for like a dollar. But for a, a real ice cream shop where they make it right there for you, I think it's a solid price. I mean, in Houston, that would be five, six dollars easy. Uh, so I was very, uh, I think it's a, it's a cool store. I would definitely go back there again. It was good ice cream too. Uh, so that was that the next, uh, well, or yeah. So that night I was, uh, talking to my other friend who lives in Phoenix, Olivia, about what we were going to do the next day. Um, and she was like, do you want to go to the Grand Canyon? And I kind of thought about that, and I'm not super familiar with the uh, geography of Arizona, but I knew that the Grand Canyon was not near Phoenix. And so I replied, and I was like, what? You know, what do you mean you want to go to the Grand Canyon? I, I, like, I guess we can go to the Grand Canyon. How far away is it? And uh, she was like, well, we need to get going kind of early in the morning because it's uh, a three-and-a-half-hour drive to get up there from Phoenix. Uh, and then another three and a half hours back. And I kind of thought about it for a minute and I was like, you know, I'm not in Phoenix or I'm not in Arizona very often. I haven't been to the Grand Canyon before. Let's do it. And so that was that. So the next morning, uh, we went over, got some breakfast at IHOP and then we had to go over to the Turning Point USA headquarter office uh, because I got invited to do a quick tour over there. I do some volunteer work with them uh, from time to time. Uh, so we got a, a quick tour of their office, and then we were on our way to the Grand Canyon. Uh, and driving through all this open area in Arizona was really cool. Um, Arizona scenery is beautiful, and it was really cool to be there. Uh, so I enjoyed that a lot. We get up to the Grand Canyon and we got to go in, 
uh, and it was it was awesome to be there. Uh, obviously, you see pictures of it online and stuff, but um, it doesn't really compare to like physically being there uh, and being able to actually be there and take pictures of it and stuff was just an incredible experience. Uh, so thank you, Olivia. I know you listened to the show. I appreciate you taking me to the Grand Canyon. We had a good time. It was awesome to see it. Got some great pictures for Instagram. Uh, and after about an hour of walking around and taking pictures and stuff, it was time to head back to Phoenix, uh, cause it was going to be getting dark soon. And, uh, so then she was like, well, do you want to go to the, uh, turquoise McDonald's? And I had remembered kind of reading about this online before, uh, and it was only about like 20 minutes out of the way on the way back anyway. So we were like, yeah, like, let's do it. Let's go to this turquoise McDonald's. And so the story behind the turquoise McDonald's, uh, it's located in Sedona, Arizona. And Sedona, Arizona is a town that is kind of built right in the middle of these beautiful red rocks uh, that they kind of, they had to like clear through some of these to like build the roads and stuff. Um, and to put the town there, of course, and it's kind of in a valley, you know, in, in these, I guess, mountains. Um, and so when McDonald's wanted to put up a store in Sedona, Arizona, back in the 90s, the city of Sedona was like, hey, you can't do that because your bright yellow sign is going to clash with the beautiful red rocks that we have in the surrounding area of the town. And McDonald's was like, okay, you know, what can we do to open a store anyway? And they ended up working out an agreement with the city uh, to where if they were to just make their logo this nice turquoise color, then they would be able to put up the store. Their colors wouldn't clash with the natural landscape uh, and everything would be awesome. So they did that. And now it's kind of a tourist attraction. It is the only... Um, McDonald's in the world that has a turquoise logo. So it's really awesome. So we stopped by that on the way back, headed back uh, to Phoenix, got into Phoenix, and that was that for the night. Um, So the next day, or I guess kind of during that time, uh, earlier that morning before we went to the Grand Canyon and everything, I found out that my... um, postcard enthusiast meeting for Saturday morning was canceled. They had canceled it like two days in advance um, due to some changing COVID restrictions in the town and they just weren't going to be able to hold the event anymore. So they canceled it and told us and uh, you know, but I was already in Phoenix, of course. So that was that. And I thought about switching my flight uh, to get home a little bit earlier, get on the noon flight instead of the 3.30 flight, uh, and get back into Houston sooner than I originally expected to, since I didn't need to wait until the later flight for this thing on Saturday. And so then I I wanted to get on the Star Wars plane, and I'm going to talk more about the Star Wars plane in another episode, uh, because this is a really interesting story as well. Um, but the Star Wars plane was scheduled to operate the flight at noon from Phoenix to Houston. So I went ahead and switched my flight uh, to get on the earlier flight, fly on the Star Wars plane, uh, and a few hours later, it got equipment swapped. So I was already checked in my flight and all that stuff when the equipment swap happened. Uh, 
So I had to call the United Airlines customer service people and I was like, hey, you know, we got equipment swapped. Can you please just put me back on the 330 flight so I have more time to hang out with my friends here? Uh, I don't need to get back to Houston early anyway. Um, and I don't have a reason to now that the Star Wars plane isn't on the route. And they were like, okay, it's cool. You know, and they switched me back to my 330 flight that I was originally booked on. Um, yeah, so Saturday morning, my postcard thing was canceled and Becca had a bunch of other stuff going on. Uh, but Olivia ended up being free still. So I got up and then we went over to Mod Pizza and Mod Pizza in Arizona is very different from Mod Pizza in Texas. Because something that they do differently is they actually give you the option of getting a thick crust pizza. And this was just revolutionary to me because I had only been to Mod Pizzas within uh, Texas. And at all of those, you only have the option of getting a thin crust. And so I was like, for sure, I'm going to try this thick crust pizza. Uh, so I tried it. It was awesome. Totally would recommend. I would definitely get it again next time I'm in Arizona. Um, but after that, so this mod pizza that we went to, it was the closest one to the airport and stuff, uh, happened to be kind of in the shopping center. Um, it's kind of like an outdoor shopping center kind of thing. And I mean, I had about an hour and a half of time to kill after we ate lunch before I needed to actually head over to the airport, um, ahead of my flight. And so we were just kind of walking around this outdoor shopping area, wasting some time. I was playing some Pokemon Go. Uh, as I do. And one of the, there was this really interesting thing that they had going on here at this outdoor kind of mall. Um, and that's that they were taking dead retail spaces where they were kind of vacant. No one was currently uh, leasing those stores. And they had local artists paint murals uh, on the on the doors and stuff. So instead of looking at the downfall of society as a result of consumerism and rampant growth, you get to see these beautiful murals. And uh, so there was one kind of series of like five of them where an artist had painted a bunch of different musical artists. So they had like Freddie Mercury and Selena and Elvis Presley and like David Guetta in there and, and some other people. And they had some other ones that were kind of done in a, like a graffiti style uh, kind of artwork. And uh, they said like, go devils because it's right by Arizona state and that's their mascot. And uh, they also had, I thought it was really funny though. There was a, a, a kitten eating a snow cone. Uh, and that's just, that may, it, it sounds kind of absurd, you know, like how do, how do people come up with this? Uh, but it was really cool seeing this mural of a kitten eating a snow cone painted on a dead retail space in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, yeah, so I had a lot of fun and I went over to the airport then. Uh, and on that note, the Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport is really nice and I would totally fly in there again as well. Uh, it's very nicely designed. And it's a great airport. I think it's designed really nicely because it everything flows really well. Uh, and so you're able to just get in there, get through security easily, and everything makes sense. You don't have to go through complicated stuff to, to try to find your way around the airport. Uh, so overall, it was a really cool trip. I had a great time, even though my postcard enthusiast meeting got canceled. 
Uh, and I would definitely go back to Phoenix again, and I would recommend it to anyone else as well. Uh, and I'm going to talk more about the Star Wars plane in another episode. That's just, there's, there's enough to talk about there that making a whole separate episode is warranted. Uh, so that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can listen live at 3 p.m. Central on TuneIn Radio or anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.